Welcome to the Eat Right Nutrition Podcast, where we partner with experts in the health, wellness, and nutrition field to deliver you an excellent variety of content based on real science, real facts, and real food. I'm your host, Daron. And I'm Nicole. And today, we're talking about 10 Reasons Why Change is Hard. Ladies and gentlemen, episode number 41, 10 reasons why change is hard. So let's talk about 10 reasons why change is hard. And before we get into the reasons why change is hard, listen, there Mm -hmm. are many, many reasons why change is hard. I just chose 10 and figured let's roll with it and give you some insight as to why you may be having issues or some trouble with making changes in terms of your mind frame, your thought process. Mm-hmm. your compliance with whatever your goals are, whether they be fitness related or not fitness related, right? Like life related changes. Mm-hmm. So before we dive into the 10 reasons why change is hard, I want to talk about how change works in the model of the five stages of change. Yeah. So the first stage of change is pre-contemplation. And the pre-contemplation stage of change is where we become aware of something that we desire to change. So, Nicole, can we get an example of becoming aware of something that we want to change? Well, you, um, simple would be that you want to change your eating habits. Right. For whatever reason. Right. So it's, you know, it could be I want to feel better. I want mm-hmm. to look better. Right. But. There's not yet any conscious intention for making the change. It's a stage where it's like, all right, I want to start an awareness or, or I want to lose a couple of pounds. Right. And you just become aware that Mm -hmm. that's what you want to do, but you don't have the intention on changing that yet. That's what's going on in this stage. Being able to recognize a problem or a potential for improvement in your life and instill an internal motivation and desire to make the change is crucial for getting past this stage. Mm -hmm. This can be done through educating yourself about what it is, like if it's weight loss, go listen to the Eat Right Nutrition podcast or (laughs) check out our Instagram at Eat Right Nutrition Uh, or, you know, seek out resources to educate yourself about the change, Uh, recognize the advantages and disadvantages of continuing your current behaviors right? or the advantages, you know, of making the change or disadvantages of making the change. Mm hmm. This is where you're at in that pre-contemplation stage. And Nicole, like you and I have talked about kind of moving people through the stages of change, like with motivational interviewing, Mm -hmm. it's important to kind of recognize, oh, so I do want to change something and then just start educating yourself around that to kind of help to move you through that stage. Yeah. And just asking yourself questions, I think is the biggest piece. Like maybe you recognize or you become aware that your eating habits may need to become better. You need to be more aware of what you're putting in your mouth, what type of grocery shopping you're doing. You know, you start to really think about it. Mm, This probably could be something that if I made changes would really help me with A, B, C, and D. And as you continue to think about it, it's that it's unconscious, but conscious in the sense that you, you know, you're waving in and out of this is probably something I should start to focus on, but I don't know how, and I'm not even sure if I want to yet, but I'm thinking about it. Yeah. And I think it's important to know in this phase, 
whether or not you're willing to make that change. So this is where educating yourself comes in, where you mm-hmm. you want to find out what it's going to take and whether or not you're willing to invest that time and energy into changing that habit or change, changing that you know lifestyle factor. Right. So then we get into the second stage of change, which is the contemplation stage. And at this stage, a person acknowledges the need or want for change. So now they actually want to make that change. Uh, this is where you want to change, but you're not entirely ready. You're still kind of on the fence. You're contemplating it, or you don't know if you really want to follow through with the change or the habits that it takes, just like we talked about previously in the pre-contemplation stage. There is an internal debate going on about whether or not the change is going to be worth it for you. This is a big one. That whole um, fear, uncertainty, will it work? What if it doesn't work? What if it works and then I have to maintain it for a lifestyle and I'm not sure if I want to do that? All this swirl of chaos. Yeah. And people tend to be stuck in this phase for a while because, mm-hmm. you know, they, they're because of that fear or uncertainty that you're talking about. Yeah. I feel like the pre-contemplation, contemplation, and then the next stage, which is preparation, people ebb and flow through all three. Like even though they, you know, they'll they think about it, they're aware, then they contemplate and they, you know, the pros and cons, they know they need to change. Then they take the next step into preparation, maybe joining a gym as an example. Well, I want to, before we dive into the preparation, because I think preparation is where people get stuck in the most. Do you really see? I think the first three is like a moving target. I feel like they wave. Even if they join the gym, they sink back into contemplation and they don't come back into the gym for like, three months because they're still contemplating whether the joining of the gym is actually going to be something that will create the change if they show up and consistently do it. You know what I mean? But go ahead. I, I, I went ahead a little. You went ahead. I'm sorry. You see what you did there? I'm excited. You, you fucked up, Nicole. <laughs> anyway, back to the show. Contemplation. <laughs> yes. Now I'm you know what? Now I'm done with the contemplation. Thanks a lot, Nicole. <laughs> So anyway, contemplation, this is a stage that can be overcome by doing a cost and benefit analysis, Mm -hmm. weighing the pros and cons, making a pros and cons list or make. I'm not somebody who's made a pros and cons list. I'm just mental pros and cons Um, list. Okay, I've done written full on. I know some people are like, you you have to write it down. And I'm like, okay, well, if that works for you, that's fine. But it's in here. I know the pros. I know the cons. I don't need to see a certain number of pros versus cons. It's do the pros outweigh the cons. Well, that's why I think some people like me who are visual, I need to actually see it on a piece of paper. And you know, I'm a dork about colors with pens. So I'll do like the pros in red and the cons in blue. Whatever floats your boat. I mean, <laughs> yeah, exactly. whatever works for you, really. Yeah. So you're going to weigh out the pros and cons. Uh, it could also be helpful to look at some potential obstacles Right. Uh, could get in the way as well as solutions to overcome them. Right. So yeah. I, this is something that I have gone into from 2020 through 2021 is I constantly anytime I'm faced with a problem, I say uh, no problems, only solutions. Yeah. And this is where you want to think about that, because you might start to think about some obstacles and say, oh, well, my schedule is too busy or I don't get enough sleep at night or the kids are running around or, you know, wh- whatever the obstacle is that you see you want to start to look at as finding solutions there there aren't any problems there are only solutions and you need to start thinking positively about okay well yes my schedule is busy 
but how can I find a way? What is the solution to finding a way to find time to fit this into my life? Because this mm-hmm. is something that I'm really contemplating at this point. If you want the change, then you have to take the action. Then we get into the preparation stage where Nicole right. and I disagree on. Where <laughs> Nicole thinks well, I don't people disagree in the, in the first three. And I'll get into why I think people get stuck in the preparation phase. Actually, I think that's one of the 10. So we'll get into that a little bit mm-hmm. later on. But at this stage, we've already made the decision to follow through with change and we're starting to prepare. This is where we start our first steps towards making change. For example, this could mean signing up for your gym membership. Okay, I'm preparing by just go walking into a gym, talking mm-hmm. to an account manager or a membership advisor or whatever they call them at whatever gym you work at. And I'm getting myself set up with a gym membership. Maybe you're considering personal training. Maybe you want to do like a starter package with a trainer at that gym. Mm -hmm. And you want to continue to educate yourself around the change and what it's going to take from a nutrition standpoint. Maybe you want to hire somebody to take a look at what you're doing now and start taking those steps as well. So you think people get the most stuck in this preparation phase. And I just think they move between one, two, and three. Yeah. So I think in the preparation phase, they... I tend to get into this uh, paralysis, uh, paralysis by over analysis, yeah. right? That's yeah. what they call it, where, you know, you're thinking too much, you're doing too much preparing, and then you can never execute. And I think people mm-hmm. spend a very, very long time doing that. And that is kind of a way of procrastinating because they're afraid that yeah. they're not going to be able to do it, or they're afraid it's not going to be perfect, which I think we'll get into yeah. in some of these uh, reasons why change is hard. Well, see, that's what I mean by like falling back. Like if they prepare, they join a gym, they even start going to the gym and then something shakes it up. Like their, you know, their schedule changes for a week and they don't get in the full four days and they get in only in two days and it's not perfect. It wasn't four. So screw it. I just won't go in next week. And they fall back into contemplation. Like, I wonder if this will work. And they're, you know, debating whether this was a right decision things like that. Or I'll start back Monday, right? Like, right. I, like, oh, I didn't work out this Monday. You know what? I'll start back next week. Yeah. Monday. And then you just oh, the whole week is a wash because right. you, uh, you know, I think there was an, an analogy on that. I think I posted on like my personal Instagram at one point. It was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't remember how much it was, but it was like you have like ninety six thousand dollars in your bank account and, you know, somebody stole three dollars. Like, are you going to throw away the rest of the money? Because because <laughs> three dollars you know, is gone. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So like if one day is gone or one meal is gone, that's how I look at it from that perspective. It's you're only one meal away from getting right back on track. You're only one yeah. workout away from getting right back on track. It's not like, you know, the whole week is over because you missed a workout. Right. Or the preparation of food, like my clients will prepare their food for the week and forget to bring one of their prepared lunches and be like, well, I'm just going to throw it all out the window and, you know, yeah, or, or I'm just going to, you know what? I'm just going to order. I'm going to go out. Pizza. I'm going to grab, grab McDonald's or something. Right. right? And it's like, instead well, of making a good choice, you could have, you know, you could have planned around, you know, what you have available at work and you could have put something together. Yeah. That's why you always have to have a plan B like preparation is great. You know that you have something planned, but a plan B as a backup plan so that if, if that initial preparation that you set for yourself isn't perfect, like you said, then there's always a way to work around that. And I think that flexibility in not being perfect is part of why people, if they don't allow themselves that, they fall back and forth into contemplation, preparation. I'm not sure, maybe it will, but the fear and the uncertainty, the uncertainty piece I think is huge. 
because I can't tell you how many times I've heard clients say to me, are you sure this is going to work? And I'm like, yes, I'm sure. But clearly you're not sure. So this is where the problem lies, because I've done this a bazillion times, not just with myself, but with other clients. And it always works. So are you in or are you out? (laughs) Aren't you an exceptional experienced coach? (laughs) No, but I patiently wait for them to make the decision. So now we get into the action stage and this is where the plans that you've made are put into action. And this is where I think people stick, stay in the preparation phase and then they just Mm -hmm. don't take action. Paralysis by overanalysis, just take action. It doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be done. A lot of effort and commitment is required for the action stage. Some form of behavioral change is occurring or has already taken place. So you're already starting to instill some of these new habits, whether that be I'm waking up an hour earlier to cook a healthy breakfast, or I'm planning my breakfast, or I'm planning my meals the day before, or Mm -hmm. I'm just planning an hour a day to get a workout in. That stuff is starting, you're starting to do those things and and you're starting to kind of move in the direction of, you know, those habits and uh, uh, putting them into practice. Yeah. Adjustments in this phase have to be made in different areas of your life to accommodate this change. And the change normally takes about six months. So this is where clients are like, they come in, right? They come in and they're like, I want to lose X amount of weight in two months. And I'm looking at their current habits and I'm like, it's going to take you a while. And this is where I want, you know, our audience to understand that it takes you a while to create habits. You just have to repetitively do them over and over again over a course of, you know, I don't want to say just six months, like three to six months. But by the end of three months, that's usually the place where a new client is just starting to grasp things. Exactly. And it's like, you're you're telling me you only wanted to do this for three months. You're like six months away from your goals because you don't have your habits in check. I think it's just because most people think, okay, just as an example, I need to make a grocery list, go to the grocery store, get to the gym four days a week. Like if you just pick those three habits, like very broad in general, or just pick one of them. Yeah. One or two or three of those the next three months consistently, like best I can doesn't have to be perfect, but I get it get as close as I can and see how far you get in, in terms of the changes that you're making. People think if they do those three things, those three things, miraculously weight just melts off of their body. (laughs) No, you've got three other things to focus on now. There's yeah. And not only that, but the change is supposed to be slow. You're mentally, emotionally and physically creating all of these different changes and you have to give yourself time to adjust. I will also say it's important to acknowledge and celebrate the progress and the changes. And this is a conversation that I have with clients all the time is if you're just focused on weight loss, fat loss, measurements changing, right. num- numbers moving in the right direction, you're missing the mark on celebrating the progress of the changes that you've made right? and the habits that you've developed, because that is first and foremost, because if you don't do that, you're not going to have lasting change. So however small it is, you know, even if it's I just consistently had a serving of vegetables or a yeah. fruit with breakfast every single day as small a change as that is, that's a victory. And you need to reward yourself for that instead of thinking, oh man, I have so much that I'm not doing. Well, and I also think that one great change doesn't negate the fact that everything else that you've been doing, or if the scale isn't moving as fast as you want it to, or if your strength gains aren't as quick as you want, that that doesn't take away from all the good things that you're doing. You have to keep going. The internal environment is still changing. 
right? Yes. Oh my gosh. Can we just talk? Can you just say that one more time? The internal environment is still changing. The internal environment. So I talk about changing from the inside out. I know we've, we've said it many times, but people don't realize that all of the things that we do from sleeping well, drinking water, getting your workouts in all start to change things on the inside that we don't get to see numerically maybe, but we feel like I've had clients come up to me before and been like, oh, so-and-so said I look so much brighter. My skin is healthier. I, you know, my eyes are brighter. Yeah. I mean, listen, you're doing so many things. You're potentially changing your micro, your gut microbiome in a positive way because maybe you're eating less sugar and you're eating less refined carbohydrates and you're, you're consuming drinking more, more water, you're consuming more fiber, you're drinking more water, your gut is clearing up your skin and it's mm -hmm. reducing inflammation in your body and your hormones are regulating. And for guys, you start working out, you get active, your testosterone starts to climb, right? Mm -hmm. So in that case, you're changing those things and your body's getting primed for yes. results. Ooh, and those words, Jerome. You just have to keep going and keep pushing and the results will follow. You're already changed. Your body is changing. Yeah, you, you just don't can't see it. see it yet. Exactly. And I feel like that's also when people go, well, this is not working. And us coaches are all sitting on the sideline going, it so is just please keep going. Keep going. You're making Don't changes. Then we get into the last phase of change, which is maintenance. So you've hit a goal. You've crushed it. You're proud of yourself. You're happy. You're looking in the mirror. You're, you're happy with the results. You feel good. You, you feel good about the changes that you've made. The maintenance stage is about sustaining the change and making it last long term and really having it be a lifestyle change. So at this stage, the significant change, like all the hard work is done, uh, change is now more likely to be permanent because we're talking about past a six month mark at this point. Mm -hmm. And it is possible to relapse or bounce back to old behaviors in this stage. Well, if you view it as a short term you, change. Well, so, yeah, I mean, if. If you ignore things and, and you don't continue to make the changes, you can uh, go back. But, you know, even if you make mistakes, it's a lot easier to bounce back once you're in right. the maintenance phase. Right. It's it's harder in other stages to bounce back. But if you're in the maintenance stage, it's easy to be like, all right, cool. I had a minor setback. I had a rough weekend. I drank a lot. I, you know, ate whatever. And then, you know, it's easier to just bounce back during the week and say, OK, cool. I'm going to have a reset and I'm going to keep moving forward. So those are the five stages of change. And let's talk about why change overall within any of these stages can be difficult. We got 10. We've got 10. You know what I'm going to say? Don't list them out. Don't list them out. <laughs> okay. So number one, <laughs> number one on our list of 10 reasons why change is hard. How we view change. Are you viewing change as temporary or a lifestyle change? Are you prepping for a wedding or are you prepping for a vacation? And then that's it. It just stops. You hit that goal. You go on that vacation. You drink a fuck ton of alcohol and then you come back and you eat like crap. Or you stop doing all of the things, the habits that you did leading up to that change because you achieve the goal. And so therefore you let all that go and kind of fall back into your old ways. That is a temporary change. I think it's important to note that change is not this one big thing that you're changing and it's lots of little things, yeah. right? So if you kind of put it in perspective, it's not, oh, I'm overhauling my life. I'm changing everything. It's a lot of little habits that you're changing mm -hmm. over a period of time. And understanding that change takes time is very important. I want you to kind of view it as something you're going to be working on for a while. You can be working on this stuff and refining it and 
you know, getting better and better at it over a lifetime. Mm-hmm. And it's important to view it that way as, you know, I kind of look at things as what am I doing to better myself as a human being overall? And what changes am I making in my habits to just overall be a better human being? Now, when I think about it like that, it's like, all right, it's not this thing that is just going to change and I have to stop working on it. It's this constantly evolving thing. And as I evolve and grow, I continue to make changes in a positive mm-hmm. direction. And that's life changing. No pun intended. I was going to say. <laughs> Anything else you want to add on that, Nicole? No, I just think the only thing I would say is your mindset sets the tone. That's why we chose this as number one. If your mindset is off, then to be honest with you, the dominoes won't fall in any way that are going to be towards your advantage. You have to have a positive mindset going into it. Yeah, I mean, listen, I would just say view it as I'm going to change in a positive direction for my life, for me, for the people around me. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I want to just be an overall better human being. And I think that that is kind of like the next level human as kind of Jay Tito would (laughs) uh, describe, like, you know, you're you're in it for the long haul. You're thinking about it. You're thinking long term. You're thinking about how these uh, changes are going to affect you, not just in three months, but in three years and five years and 10 years. So number two on our list, you don't have an objective direction. In order to change, you have to know what you want to change and how you plan on changing that. What habits are going to go into this change? How will each change get you closer to your goal? Your goal also has to be clear. If we're talking weight loss, how much weight in how much time? And this is where I talk about the SMART criteria. Mm -hmm. Your goals need to be specific, measurable, attainable, realistic and time bound Mm -hmm. following that criteria. Okay. So what am I changing? How long do I plan to change it in and how am I going to get there and what habits surround that? And Nicole, you and I have talked about this in a previous episode, thinking about not just what you want to change in terms of, okay, fat loss being your goal. Cool. You want to change that, but what habits is, are you going to have to change in order to change your weight? Right. And are you, how, what's the priority of those habits? in terms of how far are you willing to go? Like this also goes to the time piece to this. Like I think people that have change that's long lasting is they really make it a priority and they're not contemplating. They're all in there taking action and they're making those habit changes without questioning it, overthinking it and wondering if it'll work. They just dive right in and get to work. I think that I think that takes a lot of practice and and Mm -hmm. skill, like understanding yourself as a human being, what your limitations are and what you're Mm -hmm. able to do and what you're capable of doing. I think a lot of people don't even know what they're capable of doing. And I agree. when you dive into any life goal and you see yourself do that. Right. It's like people that I I know that are you know very successful in their careers. It's like you could you can do that. You can do this. You just have to be able to allocate some of that energy into this goal here. You're able to that. do it. You're capable. You don't think you're capable because it's something you've never done. But before you were successful in your career, you weren't successful in your career. Mm-hmm. Number three on our list, change takes work and practice. In order to make change, you have to practice the habits and be consistent with them. Mm-hmm. Every time a new habit is created, we create a neural network in our brain. It's kind of like a groove. This groove in your brain or this network is strengthened or deepened as you perform this habit over and over and over and over again. Breaking an old habit is particularly hard because you're trying to undo a neural network. So what you want to do is dive into a habit, start doing it, start practicing it. And eventually, it's not a habit up front, 
but you do it enough times and your brain just defaults to that. Yeah. Your brain, it's like it's like putting a like a file on a disk, right? And it kind of like burns onto the disk and it's there forever. Mm-hmm. It's something that needs to be like burned into your brain. I don't know how to explain it yeah. any other way. Like it's something that, you know, you need to deepen that neural groove. And the only way to do that is to repetition is by repetition, right? So by your actions, physiologically, your brain is changing mm-hmm. and is going to move further in the direction of you doing that. And then that belief in yourself, like we were talking about before, that belief in yourself doing it, it's it's almost like an automatic thing because you have been consistently doing it and it's just easy for you now. It's like second nature to you. Yeah. Well, that's where we um, talk a lot about habit stacking, like taking a current habit that you're is already kind of set in your brain, like brushing your teeth. We everybody does it every day and stacking a new habit or attaching a new habit to what you already do. So when I brush my teeth in the morning, I take my multivitamin because I have a glass of water by the side of the sink. And so it's easy to just brush my teeth, take my multivitamin and head out the door or if you drink coffee and make coffee for yourself in the morning, keep your multivitamin by your coffee maker. And so when you take your first couple of sips of coffee, you take your multivitamin. So something that you're already doing and stack the new habit or wrap it into that so that it becomes kind of part of that old habit. It's like a tag along habit. Yeah. It takes work and practice. You're going to have to work at it. And if you continuously work at it, you are going. there's no way that you're going to work at something over and over and over again and not get it and it's not going to click. Number four on our list of 10 reasons why change is hard is you are looking for motivation. Normally, we think that we are going to be sitting on the couch and (laughs) one day we're just going to, a light bulb is going to kick off. I got it. I'm motivated. I'm going to take action and I'm going to get results. We think that it starts with motivation. And then because we become motivated, we get up off the couch, we go to the gym, we take the action. And then results are just going to come. And we're waiting for that moment to be to become motivated. Mm-hmm. When in reality, action breeds results, which motivates us to continue taking action. Yeah. So it's not motivation, then action, then results. It's action, then results, then motivation. Just think of it like this. You're not going to be motivated. Listen, I wasn't motivated for my bike ride this morning, but then I did it and I felt really good. And now I'm motivated for another one. Yeah. The result was I rode my bike. I felt really great. And then I'm going to do another one tomorrow because it felt so good. I'm now I'm motivated to do it because the result was I felt really good. Mm -hmm. And I also have some goals I'm trying to hit right now. Trying to be a lean cuisine this summer. (laughs) A lean cuisine. Yep. (laughs) All the ladies are going to be like, man, that's a lean lean looking snack over there. That's exactly the goal I'm headed for. That's the goal. A lean snack. <laughs> Nicole's looking at me like, oh, you're already a lean snack. You are, baby. Oh. You're already a snack. I don't know about lean. All right. <laughs> so number five. Number five. Results don't come quickly enough. You have to be patient with yourself and give yourself time to make those changes. Where did the speed of this come from? People are impatient. They want everything now. Everything. But I mean. They want everything. I'll, I'll give I, you an example. I'll give you an example. Somebody okay. wants or not a really nice car. Like they've been like thinking about this car and like they're just not financially there yet. Mm-hmm, but they so they put it on their credit card you... or or they, you know, they they yeah. commit to something that they're just not ready for. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So because I think in 
we just want things now. We want it the easy way. We want yeah. the path of instant, least resistance. Uh, instant, instant gratification. gratification. Yeah. Yep. That doesn't happen here, ladies and gentlemen. No, not at you, all. You won't make changes overnight, so you won't get results overnight. You have to give yourself time and you have to be patient with yourself to make the proper changes mm-hmm. so that the results will come later on. And once yeah. you've mastered your habits, the results will follow. Yeah. But it's going to take time. And that also goes back to the first one that we talked about in terms of how you view change. Yeah. Because if you're viewing it as short term, you're going to want it very quick. But if you're viewing it as a lifelong journey and the evolution of you as an individual and a human being, right, in whatever area you're trying to change, then you're going to be like, all right, well, I'm playing the long game because that's going to stick. The one thing I battle with the most with clients is speed of results. Everything has to be so fast. It's not sexy being slow and steady. You know, the long haul is much more slow and controlled and, you know, um, I think some of this perfect. I think some of this comes from like Instagram, too. I I think you're right, because I am old enough that when I was training, when there was no such thing as Instagram or Facebook, (laughs) people wanted results. But I mean, other than maybe magazines that they would look at. But there wasn't this. I mean, there there was speed, but not as fast, I guess. Now it's like someone is in that preparation phase. They join the gym, they hire the trainer and they're like, OK, how fast can you get my 10 pounds off? And I'm like, me, I can't get your 10 pounds off fast, but you can <laughs> if you start your habits and create the lifestyle changes that you need to. But this isn't on me as a coach. This is on you. Listen, back to the Instagram thing. Yeah, I think there is this perception that people see that is not reality. Well, obviously, right? yes. Fake before and after pictures, right? Or, or anything like, I, I remember one of my clients being, trying to be poached by uh, one of these, um, what is that uh, multi-level marketing company? Oh my God, there's so many. Nutra, Herbalife. Herbalife, Nutra, Herbalife, right? Meals. So an, an Herbalife coach went to my client and was like, are you getting results? And she was like, yep. Yeah. And I'm happy with, you know, the person that's coaching me no, thanks. I don't want your services. And she's like, well, I can get your results faster. And to me, I'm like, that's a red flag run. Yeah, right there. Listen, you can go to this coach and try it, but I guarantee you it's not going to be worth your time if they're telling you I I can guarantee you that I'm getting your results faster. Mm -hmm. Because as a coach, you have an understanding that you can't guarantee shit to anybody. Right. You can only guarantee that the work that they put in, they're going to get the reward and the results from that. And saying I can do it faster, you're only setting that person up for disappointment when they don't do it as fast as you set it. And then they think there's something wrong with them. Yes, exactly. Number six, your logic and emotions are not aligned. Mm. Now, I'm going to reference there's a book called Switch. And there's a powerful metaphor about ourselves when it comes to change in this book, The Elephant and the Rider. Mm -hmm. So the elephant in the book represents our emotional side. That goes after instant gratification, like we just talked about. The rider is our logical side that looks out for our future selves. The rider is technically in control, looking out for our future self, but the elephant is bigger and more powerful than the rider. When the two aren't aligned, it makes change exhausting and difficult. The elephant and the rider need to work together. Your logical side and your emotional side, yeah. they need to be in tune, right? So well, your emotions and your logic need to be speaking the same yeah. language and they need to agree, okay, this is the plan. This is what we're doing. Right. So everybody's in, headed in the right direction on the same page. Anything else you want to add on uh, logic and emotions being aligned? 
Uh, no, I think if you need help, this is a perfect place to um, hire a coach. Yeah, or speaking about educating yourself and educational resources, uh, check out the book Switch. It's a it's a good one. Yeah, it's a good read. Number seven, and we got we talked about this before: paralysis by overanalysis. Mm-hmm. And this is where I think people spend so much time in the preparation stage because you're just preparing, preparing, preparing. You're overanalyzing it. Every preparation has to be perfect. And if it's not perfect, you can't take the action because everything's falling apart. The whole the sky is falling all the time. (laughs) It doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be done. I say this all the time. It's not going to be perfect. Life doesn't care about your goals. You will always get a curveball or a wrench thrown in your plan, and you are going to have to pivot and continue to move forward. You cannot let something that fucks up your preparation. Yeah, derail. Can't allow that just completely debilitate you to the point where you can't do anything. You're going to make a mistake. Everybody does it all the time. I remember prepping for a competition. For some reason, I I had a bag of chips. I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm going to I'm just really craving this. So I'm just going to do it. I ate, you know, it was those uh, those those Frito barbecue twists. Those are so good. (laughs) I was like, you know what? I'm just going to make it fit. I'm going to eat this for my carbs. Mm -hmm. And I ate the whole bag. And after I got done with the bag, I realized it was four servings. And I was like, ah, shit, like I could that that fucked up my plan for that day. My calories, I had to pivot and I had to you know, develop a new plan for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. But sometimes that's going to happen. You can't overanalyze these things. You can't let them debilitate you and you have to continue to be able to move forward. Yeah. And it'll refine over time. Like that for me was a lesson. Well, I was like, yeah. all right, well, you know what? Dumbass, like, you know, to look at number of servings per container. So yeah, you got you have to be a little bit more careful and diligent. That's a learning yeah. experience that yeah. will help me to refine my process. The yeah. mistakes are they're the juicy stuff. Yep. And this is let's get into number eight on this. We view mistakes as failures. Yeah. You're new at this. Make mistakes and learn for them. Look at it as, as an opportunity to learn. If you're not making mistakes or you're not failing, right, quote unquote, you're not, you know, all the most successful people that I hear that I, that I talk about is like failure after failure after failure after failure. Success. I think it's just part of the learning experience. I, I mean, especially when it comes to food and exercise, like when we're talking about weight loss and regaining control of your health. It's normal to have the ups and downs. It's actually more normal to have ups and downs than it is if everything is quote unquote perfect, because you can't, you can't ride that wave all the way. Like perfection, it's so not attainable and it just makes you feel bad about yourself anyway. So you might as well just enjoy the process of making mistakes, learning how those mistakes fit in then how to do things better. Then the next time you face that same type of challenge, you this is where confidence and self-trust really start to build because you're like, I've seen this before. Those chips, I now I know how many servings I can have. I won't do that again. And you just keep moving forward. And the self-trust around food is a really empowering thing to get control of because now you can, you know, so many people are like, I can't even look at cookies or I can't be in a place where there's wine. Like that's so ridiculous. You should be able to be around any type of food and have complete self-trust and control over the fact that you know exactly what your plan is and what you're, you're doing and how to utilize the tools that you've been taught. If you're confident each time and your self-trust is better and better then that stuff doesn't even shake you. It's really important. Doesn't even shake you. Nope. I say this all the time. Progress isn't linear. It is something exactly, that, you know, there's going to be ups and downs and it's going to loop around and it's going to be just like an uneven graph. Right. So progress in your weight 
if your goal is fat loss or if your goal is building muscle, it's not going to be a straight line continuously going upwards or even with your habits. It's not, you're going to have some setbacks, right? Yeah. Even as we mentioned, if, once you get into the maintenance phase of your uh, stages of change, it's still possible to have some setbacks and that's okay. okay. And recognizing that I think is important. Yeah. Then we get into number nine. We often try to change everything at once. Yeah. This is where you go zero to 60 <laughs> and you're like, I am changing everything. I'm changing my nutrition. I'm counting my macros, restricting my calories. I'm getting on. I'm doing an hour of cardio every day. I'm working out five, six, seven days a week, right? You can't do that all at once. It's way too much change. If you're trying to change everything all at once, that's a big reason why change is hard for you. You want to think about small changes that are going to add up over time. You want to think about all of your goals and the things that you're trying to change and how you're going to change them, right? So for example, if your goal is I'm going to hit my goal in protein, all right, great. So what habits are going to be tied to that? Well, I have to buy more protein. Mm -hmm. I have to break out the food scale. I have to start using that every day. Even just using a food scale when you're mm -hmm. eating your meals, like that's one habit right there. Yeah. And just finding out how much protein you're currently taking to figure out where you need to go from there. That's a habit. I'm going to eat more vegetables. Well, you know what? I'm going to start with breakfast. I'm just going to have, you know, some spinach with my omelet in the morning. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to start to move on to my other meals. I'm going to increase my water intake, but I'm not going to just go up to half my body weight in ounces, which is, you know, generally the recommendation. I'm going to find out where I am now. And if let's say I'm consuming, uh, you know, two of those, uh, the 16.9 ounce uh, water bottles. Yeah. So I'm consuming two of those. I'm going to consistently for a week, have three of those. And then I'm going to bump it up from there. Or I'm yeah. going to wake up an hour earlier. Or, you know, if it's, uh, you know, an educational goal or, or keeping your mind occupied or, or turning off the TV, I'm going to read one page of a book instead of committing to, okay, today I'm going to read five chapters. I'm going to get this book done by the end of the week, right? <laughs> if you're not somebody who consistently reads, yeah. you're not going to do that. So if you want to get into that habit of, hey, you know what? I want to learn. I want to educate myself more. I'm going to start reading. Just read a page. Start with that. Do that consistently for a week and then see where that takes you. All of these changes are going to add up over time. And then that's how it becomes a new lifestyle instead of something quick. Last but not least, number 10, we lack a strong support system. Nicole, you want to talk about that? I, this is where I like group support, like whether it be family, friends, other people that you're working out with. I try and link my clients together with like a workout buddy so they can text message back and forth and give themselves support, cheer each other on. It just feels good to know that you're not doing it alone, first of all. And you have someone else other than maybe your coach or trainer that you can kind of talk with and hammer out some of the obstacles that you might be facing or solutions that you're trying to create. And I just think it's a lot more fun to have someone doing it with you. Yeah, absolutely. Either uh, team up with a buddy or ask your significant other for support in this goal. And if you can't find support from anybody, I hate to say it, you're probably in the wrong circle. If people yeah. aren't supportive of your goals and your vision and they, they don't align with your vision, then you do want to reconsider, right? It's kind of like that. Surround yourself with the people that you want to become. Mm -hmm. You want to become successful in a certain area. Surround yourself with the people that are already doing that. Yeah. You know, I remember when I, I remember when I first started working out and I first started getting in, into bodybuilding, I met friends at the gym that are now mm -hmm. my closest friends and yep. they supported me then with those goals. And you know, thankfully they support me with every other goal that I have. And 
you know, they're just people that want to see me continue to grow. They don't tear you down. They are just, yeah, they don't challenge you know, all of your um, habits. They don't try and pull yep, you away. Yep, They're good for me. You know, even some of my friends that don't always understand what it is I'm doing. Like, what are you doing mm-hmm. with your career? What do you do for a living? Like, I just don't understand. Like, how are you going to make money doing that? Like, and I'm like, you don't, I don't expect them to understand it, but I expect them to be supportive, which they are. So if you don't have a support system, you need to find a support system. Now, I'm not saying, hey, like if your wife doesn't support you, you need to divorce your wife. But (laughs) what I am saying is if you can't get that support in that certain area from your wife, then you need to find it somewhere else. Yeah, that's why I think groups support like if if you're in the gym and you know people in the gym, you know, we tend to see the same people come in at the same time. Just simply rats. based off schedules. Yeah. From a schedule standpoint. And they, it's so awesome to see each other spotting each other or just walking by and be like, what, you know, what body part are you working on today? Like it's, it's fun to have people that are there that you see every day. Yeah, absolutely. Anything else you want to add, Nicole? One last thing would be just make it fun, take action and just get up and do it. Just do it. Just make just, the fucking just change. Just do it. Yeah, just do it. Ladies and gentlemen, if you enjoyed this episode, click subscribe, give us five stars, share this with a friend, and you'll hear us next week. 